Heart Matters, growing as Christians and becoming better disciples of Jesus. Hello, and welcome to Heart Matters. I'm your host, Yvonne Karamoko, and I am so stoked about this episode of Heart Matters. Hosting this podcast is really a great joy for me, and you all really play a huge role in that. So I want to say thank you for tuning in. I really do appreciate the feedback, the questions, the engagement, so please don't stop. Also, thank you so much for sharing and getting the word out about Heart Matters. I truly do appreciate it. If this is your first time tuning in, welcome. I am so glad that you've joined us. On today's episode, I'd really like to address something that has been on my mind and heart and that I've been really studying um, for the past few weeks. We recently got to celebrate Easter, and although it was a great celebration and a great reminder of what Jesus had to go through so that you and I could be saved, there's one man that would not leave my mind. Although I'm forever grateful for what Jesus did in sacrificing his life so that you and I could have life and have it more abundantly, the man that wouldn't leave my mind wasn't Jesus, but instead Judas. Judas was the disciples that many of us know as the one who betrayed Jesus. And although the initial reaction is how could he betray Jesus, I spent some time over the last few weeks thinking about how this disciple, who at one point chose to follow Jesus, got to the point of betraying him. Questions like what went wrong? What happened? But more importantly, what can we as disciples of Jesus learn from this, learn from him, and learn from his life? As we know, Judas was one of the 12 disciples, but he was also notorious for betraying Jesus. And as I spent time understanding what the Bible tells us about him and seeking to learn about what happened with him, I came to see that he's really more like any of us than we'd like to admit. So having chosen, like the rest of the disciples, to follow Jesus, we see that Judas embarks on a journey to follow and serve Jesus. Although the Bible doesn't tell us how he was chosen to become treasurer, we see that as things develop, he's the one in charge of the money for the ministry. And it's through this position that we learn in John 12, 6, that he eventually uses to steal money from the ministry and help himself. Now, as we study this, I want us to focus on a verse in scripture that I believe really helps us understand what happened with Judas, but also what we can learn from his life. And it's a verse that gives us a little bit more insight on how Judas's kiss actually carried more weight than what meets the eye. Reading from the New King James Version, Matthew 6, 24 says, No one can serve two masters, for either he will hate one and love the other, or else he will be loyal to one and despise the other, for you cannot serve God and mammon. As we look at the story of Judas as a disciple, I really believe that he chose to have Jesus as his Lord and master. I believe that he came into being a disciple with the right heart and mind when it comes to honoring and loving Jesus. That being said, I believe that he may have also had an affection at the heart level for money, wealth, and material possessions, which is what the word mammon translates to, and Jesus would now be competing with this. Mammon and Jesus could not both be masters of Judas's life. As we see in this verse, it's not possible to serve two masters. Trying to do so creates a tension between the two masters in your life, to the point of choosing, loving, and being loyal to one, while on the other hand despising the other. This is what happens in Judas' life as he now chose to follow Jesus while having an affection for mammon. It's a tension that goes back and forth in his life until his ultimate betrayal with that simple kiss. That same tension is one that we see in our own lives as things of this world such as money, status, attention, 
or anything that isn't God that tries to be in the forefront and center of our lives. It's a tension that if we're not careful, can lead us to living lives that don't serve and glorify God. There's a very interesting word in the Bible that I believe really closely relates to this issue. It's the word kabod. Now the word kabod is used many times throughout the Bible and is a word that means glory or even honor. This word though is properly translated as weight. As I studied this word and the life of Judas, it became very obvious what Jesus was saying in Matthew 6, 24. He was telling us that what we give weight to in our lives would become the object of our affection, or as the verse says, our master. As Christians, that which we give weight to, glorify, or even love, that is anything other than God, only puts us in a place where our lives don't really reflect the love that we have for God, but rather, as the Bible says, shows that we despise God. With Judas's life and in our own, things that are not dealt with slowly but surely grow and take a hold of us on a greater level. As the story unfolds for Judas, the battle for his heart and the object of his worship comes down to either Jesus or Mammon. As his love for Mammon grew during his time as the treasurer, we see that he gave more and more weight to having Mammon and he gave less and less weight to Jesus and serving him to the point of betrayal. We see that what on the surface appeared to be an issue of greed really came down to what held the most value to him. Judas's kiss was less a betrayal kiss, but an act that showed us to whom his heart and worship belonged to. It showed us what held the most weight in his life. In reality though, anything that holds more weight in our lives than God eventually grows and reveals which master we've chosen to serve. It's a choice that each of us get to make. It's either God or mammon. It's either God or everything else. Often our initial thought when we read the story is to have some sort of negative reaction to Judas's action. If he loves Jesus so much, then how could he betray him? Thoughts like I can't believe he betrayed Jesus even entered my mind at times. But when we take time to understand how it happened in Judas's life, it's clear that it's something that can happen in our own lives if we're not careful. Being mindful of the tension that exists for the throne of our hearts, I believe that Matthew 6.33 paints a picture of what our posture ought to be. It says, but seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added to you. Now when it says all these things, it's really addressing all the other things in our lives that fight for the attention and the love and the devotion that only God deserves. And this verse shows us that if we truly value and give weight to God, everything else will fall into place. There's no need to worry about anything to the point of putting it before God in the kingdom of God. We see in Judas's case that this kiss would really be the biggest indicator of who his master truly was. What held the most weight in his life? Would a look at your life show that God is indeed your master?